Hey guys, how you doing? My name's Shane Blanchard and welcome to Focus on the Warrior. So glad you guys are here. I am a three-time transplant recipient and I am now sharing stories for those that are looking for living kidney donors. And I would like to welcome my guest tonight, Tanisha Ellis from Pennsylvania. Uh, excited to uh, have her on the show tonight and speak with her a little bit and hear about her story and her need for a living kidney donor. So uh, let me welcome her on right now. Uh, real quick, I give a shout out to Jared from the Warriors Quest show. His show will be on tomorrow night. I always say he's on after me, uh, right after me, but it uh, looks like he's going to be rolling tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night. Let me know. Let me know the time too, Jared, if you would. So anyway, so let me bring on my friend right now, Tanisha Ellis. There you are. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so good. So good. It's great to see you. You too. So let's let's talk. Let me let me hear a little bit about you. So you're in kidney failure currently, correct? Correct. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about your background and your experience um, up to dialysis on what's happened there. So whenever I was nine years old, I got diagnosed with kidney. Well, they said my kidneys were levels were down and I might need dialysis eventually. And then I thought that meant when I turned older, well, it was like a couple months later and I just turned 10 and I was starting PD dialysis. So me and my mom went down to um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and that's where I got the PD tube inserted and the catheter and um, learned about PD. At 10 years old. Yep. At 10. So we had to go through um, what like testing and teaching classes. And if this happens, this is what you do and um, how to order your supplies every month and all that stuff. And I just was like, this is a lot. But my mom pretty much made me do it. So I knew what I was doing, yeah. you know, ordering my supplies. So what was that like being 10 years old and having to do dialysis on your own, especially uh, home dialysis? It it wasn't bad, I guess. Whenever I first started, it kind of hurt, like the getting the solution in and draining. That hurt a little bit. But then after you get used to it, it stopped hurting. Um, but it kind of, it wasn't bad, but it kind of sucked because I wasn't able to be a normal kid. I had to be in the house at a certain time to get my machine ready. Yeah. At a certain time, so I can be off in time for school. Yeah, and, and did you ever get a transplant at that time, or? I got a transplant whenever I was um, nineteen. So you did dialysis for nine, ten years. For nine years. Nine years. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, and and you know I I know I did uh, you know dialysis for three and a half years, but I can't imagine doing it for for that long. I mean that's just crazy. Oh yeah. It was a long time. I was, um, I remember I was <laughs> 18 and I said, I'm moving out. And my mom didn't want me to move out, but I'm like, I'm moving out. I'm 18 years old. So I moved out and she thought I wasn't going to finish school because I was still in high school. And I said, nothing's changing. Just my address. I'm going to school. I'm going to graduate. And I called, um, out here in Pennsylvania, it's called Baxter. Mm-hmm. And that's who we ordered our supplies from. And that's who um, I would call to get my supplies shipped to my house. 
Wow. I had to call them to change my address so they wouldn't ship to my mom's to change it to my new address. So that was actually fun. Whenever they come and you're not home and all your stuff's sitting outside. Yeah, and you got to carry all that in. Yeah, and they got a machine that'll carry it up the steps. Right, right. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. So when you say steps, did you live on a second story, third story, something like no, that? No, I or? had an apartment that was two floors, and I kept oh. my solution and stuff in my spare bedroom upstairs oh i see so whenever oh. the people came they just put it on a machine and it dragged it up the steps right so whenever i came home one day and it was all outside i was so mad wow so what originally caused kidney failure was it something you were born with like with me I yeah was born just with born a... my kidneys never grew so whenever um i turned nine i started having complications in like my stomach area and I went to the hospital because I was in bad pain and they said um, my appendix ruptured and that I needed emergency surgery. And my mom was like, oh, no, you're not touching her. She's got to be shipped back to um, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So they life flighted me out there. And the first people I seen when I got off the helicopter was my aunt, my grandma. Because mm. they lived out there. My parents, we lived four hours from Philadelphia. So um we're originally from there so all my family is there but they were the first two people i seen and my parents were on their way in the car sure so i had uh, my appendix removed and that's when they found out that my kidneys were done they were dying wow so they just never grew my kidneys are um i just had got an ultrasound not too long ago and my transplant kidney that I have is bigger than my original kidneys. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're so they're the, small. And that kidney you've got now, um, when was that? You got that at age of 19? Yeah, I was 19, so in 2008. Okay, and then where did you receive that from? I got that from Harrisburg, Pinnacle okay. Health in Harrisburg. Okay, was that a living donor or deceased? deceased? Okay. So what was it like being 19 years old, getting that call? Oh, uh, the first call, I was scared because my parents, I was one of the people that put my phone on silent at night and kidney transplant tell you to keep your phones on, you know, well, they were calling my phone. I didn't hear it. They called my parents' house phone. Then my parents came to my apartment, banging on the door. And my mom was like, they got a kidney for you. And my whole heart sank. So we drove clear to Harrisburg, which was an hour and a half away from where I used to live. And um, we get there, they prep you, put the IV in you. And they came in and said, all oh, the kidneys not for you. Hmm. And my mom started crying. I was like, oh, thank God. Because I was scared. You know, you're scared when you first get the first one. You're like, you don't know what to expect. So I think two weeks went past and I got another call. We went down there and that one was for me. It was a um, girl, she was 18 in a car accident in Hershey, PA. And it, and they're like side by side. So they just helicoptered over and there I went. I got a kidney. Another um, woman got a kidney. I think she was in her 30s at the time. And then a couple people got other organs from the same person. Mm. Wow. You know, that's the thing that... Uh when you know just recently four months ago i got transplanted from a deceased donor and uh the words can't describe how you feel 
Yeah. Donates. I mean, how did, how was your feeling about that? that They, they gave me this, uh, uh, transplant pack and it had like a kidney pillow in it and some other stuff like a watch and um this paper that you can write a note to the family yeah and tell them how you know how it changed your life and i'm like well the only reason i know it changed my life right now is that i can pee you know i'm urinating and i'm grateful but when i first started i didn't feel like i do now you know what I mean? Like now that I'm older and I'm on it, I feel drained. I feel sluggish. I feel like crap. I just, there's days I just want to give up. So back then I was like, oh, you know, I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. I didn't really know how much your kidneys really played a big impact in your life. Yeah. When you're younger and, you know, I was the same as you, I was 22. Well, I was 21 when I was diagnosed with kidney failure. They said I was probably in kidney failure since the age of 16. I just didn't know because I was young and in shape, you know, because I wrestled for so many years. So uh, kind of a similar experience to you. Uh, When I got my brother's kidney, my family said they could tell a big difference in me. But I guess myself, uh, you couldn't tell I I couldn't tell a big difference, but they could in my energy level and and the way that I looked. But, But me personally now, you know, this last time being 46, 47 years old, no, 40. Yeah, I was 47 when I got it, this last kidney. I, I could tell a huge difference because just like you, I'd get done with in-center hemodialysis some days. Man, I just wanted to go home and just, I Correct. was out for the whole day. Yep. You know, and I was still working too. So then the next day I'd get up and go to work, you know, and I felt halfway decent. But See, you know. I was, uh, I think what happened was whenever they put the, decided to put the port in my arm last year in March, which I don't understand why they did that. That just burns my soul. But because so I have. Are you saying a port instead of a fistula? They put a graft in, in this arm. Yeah. See okay. In, instead of a fistula, they put a tube in there. They put the graft. Oh, the graft. Okay. So fish. Okay. So, so I already have a graft in my, I had a graft in my right leg, the upper thigh. And then I noticed like when he put that in years ago, my leg would like start swelling up when I'm on it too long, mm-hmm. which I didn't really bother me because I knew once I got into bed, it was going away. Going away, yeah. So then eventually I started having more surgeries on my right leg. So before he retired, I was like, can you put one in my left leg? So he put one in my left leg. He turned the one in the right off and put one in my left. So my left leg never swelled up, never had problems with it. The only problems I would ever have was like if I needed it declawed well, my original surgeon retired and this new surgeon came on that didn't know me from a can of paint. I didn't know him, never heard of his name, nothing. And I remember I went to the emergency room for something and he comes in because, you know, as soon as you go to emergency room, you say, oh, I'm a dialysis patient. Um, they want to call your dialysis doctor, your, you know, your nephrologist and everybody. Well, here comes the new doctor that took over for my old surgeon. And he's like, we need to put a graft in your arm. And I said, I can't get one in my arm because if I could, I would have had that as the first first procedure ever. Right. I said, my veins and stuff are too bad to have anything in my arms. He said, oh, no, we could put a graft in there. And I forget. I was so, there was something wrong with me. I don't even remember what was wrong. But I agreed to it, apparently, and signed the papers for them to do it. And I woke up 
and my arms all ace bandaged up and now I can't feel in my arm and my arms give me all these problems. Still so long story short, I wound up getting this off. Like I made them cut this off. Good. Yeah. Cause yeah, I was that's... like, there's no point in having two accesses that work. I would only use my arm for a backup because I wasn't letting them use it. And I'm like, you're going to continue to use my leg because my leg works fine. And I was, I'm, I'm like more a whole thing about image. That's why I was like, I don't want nothing in my arms. And then they were like, well, your veins are too bad. I saw, oh, thank God. They wound up having to like to do my leg. They wound up having to take a vein and pull it from the bottom and pull it up or toward mm -hmm. the surface to do it. Yeah. I same situation, you know, when I was 21, they put they put my fistula in my bicep over here and I had this big lump. And yeah. I hated it, you know, being 20, 21, 22 years old trying to pick up chicks. That wasn't attractive to me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so 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 here I am at 46, you know, or I was 45 when I went back into kidney failure. I didn't want that this time. That's why I fought for PD so hard. But then they ended up, you know, putting this graft in my arm and they said, you know, this fake tube thing that goes in my left arm. And, and they said, you won't have that problem with this. I said, nope, that's, the that's, that's like, what I'll take. That's why um, when I was on PD and then I got my transplant and then once my transplant failed, um, hey, cousin Willie, um, I was like, I don't want the fistula because my grandfather actually had a fistula and he used to chase me and my sister around with it mm -hmm. and we didn't even know what dialysis was or what was going on we we knew he had a pacemaker and we couldn't turn the microwave on when he was in the kitchen that's about it <laughs> i but never do that is that still true today i wonder i don't know hmm. we were like little kids whenever that came about interesting and so... i just was like hmm <laughs> I'm going to turn this microwave on because I, you know, I was trying to test the theory and then he bent over and I just hurried up and turned it off. And I was like, oh, I guess it is true. Cause I yeah. used to think he would just tell us stuff to just tell us to tell us, but yeah, that was true back then. I don't know about nowadays, but back yeah. then it was. Yeah. That's a fr I've never heard that before, but it's interesting. Um, but yeah, the graph, I loved it. I love the graph. I will never get a fistula because I don't want the bubbled up. The fistula or the graph, you can't even tell you have it because it stays flat. Yep. And I like it that it's in my thigh because it's more hideable. Yeah, it is. And and it doesn't it doesn't have that mine didn't have that my graph didn't have that big thrill to it. It's just a just a pulse, a light pulse. No, mine had this big thrill. It felt like an ocean was thrown going through it. Oh, and wow. my arm. That's why I got that still syndrome. Yeah, that still syndrome is a son of a gun because I, you know, I had that in my in my uh, right hand. Yeah. From from uh, from my fistula, and I hated it because my my fingers would hurt so bad sometimes, and I would get these swellings when I couldn't even do you know bend my fingers and stuff, and it would just numb up. I could take a hammer and probably hit my hand, it's, and I wouldn't. And can't nothing. even feel it. No, um, it was very annoying, which makes it even more annoying for when you're trying to write and do things like that, it's just, uh, it's not fun, but thank God it's gone and out of there. So I'm yeah. glad that you got your shut off. And do you still deal with any side effects from that? No, whenever I, ha when it was running, it was bad. My arm was numb. I'd always, they, they were telling me to like put it lower than my heart, you know, to make the 
blood flow. And I'm just like, I can lay my lay on it and hear, hear it through with my ears. I was like, it's, it's, it's a little too powerful. I don't need it to work that great. It it was flowing. And then I had to go through hurdles and hoops to actually get it taken care of. And I went all the way to Pittsburgh, which is two hours from me. And the doctor out there was going to do surgery. Well, I wound up going to the hospital here where I live and complaining of pain because that hurts. That's that's worse feeling. Yeah, definitely. And they wound up just doing the surgery right then and there whenever I went to the emergency room here. Wow. And so then how long the kidney that you got at 19, how long did that last? Five years. Okay. And then did you get another uh, kidney after that or have you been? That's what I'm doing now. I'm on my second. So 20 and you're, wow, young. Now I'm 33. <laughs> waiting. Yeah, that's Needing. the sad part. It's like you're waiting. I don't want to say for someone to die, but that's basically what you're waiting for. Because either you're going to wait for someone to pass away that has that's compatible for you, or you're going to wait for someone that's going to come along that is a living donor that's compatible. Compatible. And there's a lot of people that I had message me and all that stuff. And people contact the transplant team and schedule appointments and people that don't, don't go to the appointment that get testing. So I'm just to the point where I'm just like, I, I rather you just do it behind closed curtains. And then once everything's done, then they'll contact me. Yeah. Well, and, and for those out there that are watching this, and you can see what's scrolling along the bottom of this screen for kidneysolutions.org, I work in partnership with these folks out of Texas. There's a phone number on there, too, and they actually have a coordinator, uh, Shannon, that, uh, that works with them. So you can actually give them a call directly, and they can walk you through the process. Something else that's easier is, uh, is doing it this way because... Uh, sometimes when you go online to fill out these questionnaires, they can be quite extensive and they can be quite confusing. So that's why it's nice to use an organization like Kidney Solutions that can help and walk you through uh, this process and make sure that you get everything handled. Uh, uh, it's just a lot easier and, and a better way to do things too. And what is your blood type, Tanisha? B positive. Well, you know, and that's you all the way right there. You're always, <laughs> you know, that's funny because, yeah, you you are a very positive person. Yeah, I, I love your, me. I love your TikToks. Uh, <laughs> you do a lot of good good stuff on there, too. So, uh, but they're great. But, um, and, and so people out there to know that you don't necessarily have to match up blood type either. You know, I got my kidney because my cousin came forward and we didn't match up on antibodies uh, because of, me having blood transfusions and prior surgeries. So he donated through the National Kidney Registry to a stranger, and that gave me a golden ticket, uh, which is called a living voucher. And you can do the same thing for Tanisha. You can donate through the National Kidney Registry, and you can give Tanisha that living voucher, that golden ticket, which will put her right to the top of the list, and she will get the first phone call of someone that uh, happens to pass away that's a match, or somebody out throughout the whole United States of America that's alive and wants to donate out of the kindness of their heart, that kidney will go directly to her. So uh, you don't have to directly donate to Tanisha to save her life and be her hero and be her angel. You can do that uh, through the National Kidney Registry 
uh, through a living kidney voucher, or you always have an option to do a paired exchange as well, uh, which is where you have another couple that uh, where you have a donor and a recipient and you just do a swap. So right. um, definitely uh, call that number and, uh, and try to do that for her. That would be a huge blessing. So now you've been in uh, kidney failure uh, for, gosh, quite a long time. And what type of diet? You're doing in-center hemodialysis right now, he correctly? Hemo, yep. In-center hemo. So talk to me about that a little bit. What are those treatment like and what, what does that entail? What are they doing? Oh, it's it's getting bad every treatment. So um, before when I started, I had high blood pressure. So I took blood pressure medicine. That was years ago. And then I've been off blood pressure medicine for years. And then I want to say last year, yeah, right around whenever I quit working, um, I started getting low blood pressure. Hmm. So now when I go to dialysis, every treatment, no matter what, my blood pressure is dropping like my last hour on the machine. It's getting down into the 70s and the 60s, and I can feel it. Like when it starts dropping, I can tell. So I'm telling them, can you check my blood pressure? They'll take it, and then they'll give me saline to try to bring it up. But they don't want to give, you know, they don't want to give you too much because the whole deal is to clean your system and to get you, your dry weight down. Right. So... Um, every treatment for the past year, my blood pressure has been dropping. So let's talk about that bottoming out. Um, and for people to understand what bottoming out is, this is when your blood pressure drops really low. And have you experienced, uh, the sweating, the almost passing out? I passed out and they flip you all the way back in a chair, give you all up. the saline to bring you, you know, to wake you up. I've passed out before I've, uh, that, that one pass out made me learn the symptoms. Like I started realizing before I'm about to get to that point. Yeah. Cause the, the lights start turning bright and when they start getting bright, you're about to go out. Or a little crampy cramp in the foot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I usually get the bright, my, like the lights look so bright. Like you're looking into the sun and right. I learned that real quick. <laughs> real yeah. quick. I don't and like that feeling. And just so you viewers understand, uh, what your kidneys do is they take not only everybody knows that you know, they help you pee, they take fluid out of your body, but they also control your blood pressure and they also get rid of toxins in your body. So when Tanisha was sitting here talking about her having high blood pressure and then not having high blood pressure, well, her kidneys quit working. So naturally, you know, that blood pressure might go down. So they probably had to give you some medication to raise that. Yeah, and I take a, a pill now um, to to keep it up. Mm -hmm. but I did research on the pill and the pill only works for like 30 minutes. Yeah. So if I take the pill before dialysis, I'll walk in and my blood pressure might be one. I Today it was 107 over 56. Mm. To me, that's low because I'm like, as soon as I get on here, they start me going, it's going to drop. Oh, at 107. Yeah. 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 I see what yeah. you're saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I want to be, so I talked to the doctor and I was like, is there another blood pressure pill that will do the same thing, but have a longer effect? And they said, yeah, but the one that they were talking about, I guess you have to urinate for. And I don't urinate because if mm -hmm. you don't urinate, then you're going to, you know. Yeah, stay in your fluid. system. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like, I guess I'm stuck on this pill. So now they're like, did you take your pill? And I'm like, yeah, so I would take it while I'm in my car sitting. Then I started taking it while I was there, like 
I let them hook me up, and in the first 30 minutes, I would wait, and then I would take it. Mm-hmm. But no, no matter how you take it, it I still bought them out. Yeah. Ugh, that's a, so that's that, a hard cycle, man. It's a roller coaster ride. Yeah, sure. and then I, I just was like, you know, there's, maybe there's something else going on. Maybe, you know, I'm starting to panic. I'm thinking it's my heart. And I'm calling my aunt that lives in Philadelphia. She is a retired doctor. And I'm like, and she has a heart condition. So I'm like, maybe I got a hole in my heart. Because I can feel like when my heart's pounding. And before they were like, your heart rate's up. And I used to be like, I can't, I can't tell. But now I can feel it. And when I get off of dialysis, I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. I just go home, eat something, and lay down. And then I usually fall out. And then I have to go and get um, calcium tomorrow because my calcium low. So it's like. And they, won't, and they won't let you drink the milk to get it up. They won't let you do it. Yeah, naturally. because the milk has phosphorus in it. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I'm just like, what do you. I tell my Shane all the time, I'm just like, there's days where I'm just ready to be done. Because it's like, no matter what you do, there's always something else coming up. And I can't remember, the last time I felt actually great was probably when I was working. Yeah. And then whenever he put this in my arm, I couldn't do my job duties anymore. So I stopped working and now I feel like my body's just deteriorating every treatment. Well. It's just going down. Yeah. Which, you know, to be honest, and we know this is, that's what dialysis, it's, it's, it's not a permanent solution. It's a temporary solution. Right. And and just so people understand, and we can be blunt, is that this is why we need kidneys. And this is why we need kidney donors, because uh, dialysis tears the body down. And it's very, very hard on the heart as well. I have congestive heart failure because of my time on dialysis. And, uh, you know, now I have to counter that by making sure I'm still trying to be as healthy as possible. And, yep. and that's what's going on with you being on dialysis. It's not a, it's not a fix by any means. Yeah, um, I went for a stress test uh, the beginning of March. And as soon as I got the results on my phone, <laughs> I, like, screenshotted it all and sent it to my aunt. And I'm like, what's this mean? Because they didn't call me and say, oh, this is your results. So I screenshot everything and sent it to my aunt. And I just like, what's all this mean? And she was telling me and she was like, well, it's saying you got fluid like in your lungs a little. And Mm. I said, probably because I've been dropping and they've been giving me fluid and I've been leaving over my dry weight. So, you know, they're like, oh, well, maybe we need to raise your dry weight. I'm like, that's all you keep doing. You keep raising and raising. And it's probably, I don't, I can tell when I got fluid on because I start swelling. Like yeah. my, the first part I notice it is in my legs. As soon as my legs start getting that edema, I know I got too much fluid on. Right. So I was telling them, I said, I haven't been swollen in forever, like years. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm getting edema in my legs. I said, I got fluid on and they use this thing called a crit line. Yeah. And they go off of that. And I'm just like, I, I don't know, but. I got fluid on. So I had to go in for an extra treatment where they just took fluid. They didn't clean my blood. They just took fluid. And I didn't have a little blood pressure after that. Nothing. Mm. After I, and it was only three hours, but after I was done that, I didn't, I didn't, my blood pressure didn't drop nothing. Yeah. And so people also that are watching understand dialysis only does 15% of what normal kidneys do. So even after transplant, and this was my case, even when I got my kidney, 
uh, I still lost an additional 15 to 20 pounds of fluid right after my transplant, which was crazy. And I'm like, what the, where's this coming from? They said, it's fluid. It's in, it's in places in your body. I would talk yeah. to Kent Bressler, who we both know. And yeah, there's, there's, there's fluids in places that we don't even know. And like you're talking in your lungs, you know, if it gets too bad, they have to stick a tube in and suck that out, which is Done that. been there but, before. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, those, <laughs> it's just what we go through. This is why we need someone to, you know, come forward uh, for Tanisha and to donate. Um, it's, it's important. Very important. This is not a fun life to live by any means. No, not at all. It's not fun. I mean, and there's a lot of, um, like now when I say, how did this change your life? I can go in a whole spiel. Back whenever I was 19, I didn't really know what to say because I didn't feel bad because I did PD and right. I did it every night, you know, right now I could, I could probably write a whole book right, to the family or to the person, someone um, that, that I know personally that did the, the mat, like they, her and him went in. She wasn't a match for him, but she donated her kidney and he got one. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I wish I would have known her. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I wish I'd known her, man. Yeah, that'd been nice. Yeah. I said, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, everybody says, oh, you got siblings. I'm like, yeah, but we all, there's four of us that come from the same woman and man. So I'm just like, you know. If it's me, it could happen to them four, the mother three. And then yeah. I have a half brother. We have the same dad, different mom. And I feel like, I mean, he, it could happen to him too. Right. And sometimes if things are hereditary, the doctors won't even. And it's on both sides of the family. Like it's yeah. on my mom's side and my dad's side. Yeah. So, you know, in order to donate a kidney, they, uh, to be a donor, they will not let you get off the table the same the same way if you're going to get off that table differently than you got on it you're not going to give a kidney right uh, they, they make sure that you are not going to have any kind of uh side effects or anything that's going to change your life whatsoever if you donate they're very very uh picky about people that they choose to give uh kidneys i know myself i went through 30 before they found my final two and decided on one so it can be, and and that one couldn't even donate to me, and the uh, the final two couldn't even donate to me. They were good enough to donate, you know, through voucher or paired exchange. So um, that's it's it's hard. It's hard to it's uh, they really check you out. They really check you out. And I think that's a lot of things people don't know. I think they think um, they're going to go in, donate, and then they might be in a damn chair after, <laughs> you yeah. know, after. Yeah. But. Science and medicine is so different from back in 2008 than it yeah. is now. Oh, when my brother donated in 97, they cut him from his belly button to a spinal cord. They cut him in half. You know, that's how they got the kidney out because they needed wow. that much. They needed that much clearance just to get the kidney out. Now they do it laparoscopic with a robot with three holes and, and, a, and a three inch incision to pull the kidney out. It's, it's crazy how far it's came in. When my brother gave me the kidney, he was in the hospital, I think, 10 days, nine or 10 days. I was Better. out before he was. Yeah. Was now the donors are out. out. Now the donors are out in a day or two or when yeah. they or when they feel like they want to go. Uh, you know, they'll let them leave. So it, it's it's crazy how much has changed. Yeah. So. I've seen that now and I'm just like, oh, wow. And I've seen they're doing this whole pig experiment. I don't want to be a guinea pig. 
and I've seen the Obama, the, the what's the Ibonic kidney that they've been mm-hmm. doing. I don't know if I want to be the first recipient. Yeah, um, I, we're probably years away from that happening, but it's still pretty probably. cool that the technology's right there. And they're doing these xenotransplants and they're doing these robotic kidneys. And now they're coming out. They just, you know, they, they did a heart, you know, transplant with a pig as well. So it's just and that genetically guy, altered. That guy lasted two two months. Yeah, yeah. Which he was. Um, it was. I mean, it was. It's a sad situation because he was. You know, he he had a week to go, and and they did that to see how it would work. So you know, hopefully they learn. And you know, he was he was cool being a part of that experiment for other people. So you just gotta blessings and hats off to this guy. You know, that yeah, did something because... like that for other people. Yeah, they he he gave the opportunity for science to experiment. Learn. Yeah, and to learn more. So uh-huh. which is huge. But uh so right now you where are you you're in Pennsylvania, where are you currently listed at? Um Harris or not Harrisburg, Pittsburgh at Pinnacle Health. Okay, at Pinnacle. So if anybody is interested that wants to go online and look up Pinnacle Health, you could do that. But I always strongly suggest going through the Kidney Solutions Organization and calling that number because they they handle it so much easier. Because I was going to say either way, yeah, I'd go through them because it, it's a easier road avenue. Yeah, easier yeah. road for everybody, and they uh-huh. can they can kind of walk you along and and help you out and everything. So um, I I'm going to get ready to wrap up because this does air. Just so everyone knows that this is on YouTube. It's also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitch. It's also on Discovery Plus now, as well as uh, it's going to be uh, coming up. I'll get it on MCG as well here. Um, but uh, the show is is kind of limited to its time because of commercials and stuff and edits. So um, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you the floor and a final word to where if you've got anything else you'd like to say or or to a potential donor out there, I'll give you the floor if that's okay. Do you feel comfortable doing that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so I'll move away for a second and I'll let you take the floor. And if you've got anything else you'd like to say or or request from anyone out there, um, then then you can just go ahead and do that now. Hi everyone, my name is Tanisha Ellis. I live in Altoona, Pennsylvania. I'm currently listed at Pinnacle Health, or not Pinnacle, Jesus. Um, and I'm listed in Pittsburgh at, um, Presby Hospital. Um, if you want to donate a kidney or get any information on kidney donation, please contact Kidney Solutions. The number is down at the bottom in their website. Um, I'm 33 years old and I've been doing dialysis since I've been 10. I had a transplant in 2008. That lasted five years. Now I'm back at square one. So I'm just looking for a match, a donor, or they have different things you can do to try to help me get a kidney. Um, A kidney right now would definitely be a blessing in disguise because my life has changed through the years a lot. And right now I'm having bad time with my blood pressures dropping during treatment even after I get home to where I bought my own little um, blood pressure machine to check it. Um, So 
I just thank everybody and hope everyone, you know, if you know someone that's willing to donate or have questions to either contact Kidney Solutions, you can look me up on Tanisha Needs a Kidney on Facebook. Um, and me and my team will get back to us. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. I'll, I'll let you set backstage and just hang with me and I'll be back with you here in a second. Okay. 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 Well, guys, listen, I cannot implore or ask anyone enough to please come forward for Tanisha. She is a wonderful person. She does a lot of things in the kidney community as well that I've seen uh, where she helps other people and talks to other people that are going through kidney disease too. So uh, you get someone like this um, that you're going to bless and give life to. I'm telling you right now, she's the type of person that's going to give life back and give hope back to people that are out there searching for uh, kidney donors. So uh, please consider donating to her. Uh, you can go on the bottom of the screen here, go to kidneysolutions.org, or you can go ahead and give that phone number a call and you can donate that way as well. Um, guys, I, I thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Please uh, like my channel on YouTube. Please share this video because that's how we get the story out of sharing this on all the social media platforms that are available. So please share this uh, and, and get the word out and let's help Tanisha. Uh, thank you all again for tuning in. God bless you all so much. And when you go and get your driver's license, make sure that you do sign up to be a uh, organ donor as well, because you can really help a lot of people. So until next time, everybody, God bless you and take care.